recorded live. Hey everyone, Hudson here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode number 121, entitled... Wait, what is it entitled again? Sorry, I totally... <laughs> Something. I, could, I struggled to come up with a name for this episode. I, I really struggled. It, it, was, it was a true struggle. Knees go mobile, that's what it is. There we go. That's a great intro right there. All right. It has been too long, guys. I'm glad to be back. So joining me today on this podcast is Steve. Hey, at least you didn't forget my name. <laughs> Wait, who, who are you? What? <laughs> Wait, huh? What? That would be Why bad. am I here? What am I doing right now? <laughs> we also have Greg here with us. Hey, guys. <laughs> and Barry. Hola. <laughs> and and Barry forgot how to speak English right there. So, <laughs> you know, hablo inglés. Here, an international podcast. So. There we go. Uh, so today is November tenth, two thousand and fifteen, and we are ready to discuss Nintendo. We have a, a lot to talk about. Some really cool topics. Some last minute topics that have been added as well, which uh, will make this even more exciting. So as always, the cool thing about this podcast is that it's very interactive. We are live on TalkShoe right now where you can listen to us, or you can also watch our faces uh, on Google Hangouts live as well on our Nintendo Fuse YouTube channel. So details on how to watch us are on NintendoFuse.com right now, and you can also call into the podcast. So we have chat rooms going either on TalkShoe or on the uh, YouTube page for the Google Hangout. Uh, So you can post your comments in the chat. We'll read them on the podcast. Uh, or you can also call in to the podcast as well. So uh, lots of opportunities right here. So definitely um, uh, feel free to chime in if, if, if you're able to. Um, shout out to uh, Mike and the, the YouTube chat as well. Um, and uh, we're going to kind of jump right in. We've got a bunch to talk about. Uh, Steve, you want to kick things off with something uh, Disney Infinity related perhaps? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have been, I, I particular, um, Jeremy and I are going to be, or have been reviewing uh, Disney Infinity 3.0. And you're probably think, thinking, well, it's, it's been out for a while. Um, they keep releasing more and more stuff over and over and over again. They've got even these like toy box expansion things this time. Um, so I got a couple of those we're checking out. And we have all these new uh, figures and everything, and they keep releasing more and more stuff. And so um, I just want to kind of update you on our coverage and say, um, basically, just keep waiting. Um, keep waiting for it because we want to make sure that our review is ex- as extensive as possible to give you um, a good review. We definitely want to get it out before the holiday because I know um, a lot of people buy those kind of games for the holiday season um, as gifts and stuff. And so maybe you've been kind of holding back thinking, you know, is this worth it and everything. So, um but I will say it's a ton of content, and um, and Jeremy and I will be hopefully in the next couple of weeks um, have our full review out. We're going to do it um, video style. We're actually going to have a conversation about it because there's so much to talk about, and we wouldn't even know where to start in terms of actually structuring a written review for this game. So we're just going to basically just kind of sit down and talk about it for a half an hour or so and just um, just kind of digest it out there and uh, maybe even do it in a, in a Google Hangout um, and just take questions and stuff too. Uh, we've tossed around that kind of idea just to make sure that, you know, we're covering the things that people want to know about the game um, because there's so much to really, like, to, to put it into even 2,000 words for a review, uh, a written review is not doing it justice. There's so much content. 
But um, a lot of you guys probably have seen my uh, unboxing of the initial box that we got from uh, Disney Infinity um, 3.0. Uh, I've gotten some more stuff, so I just want to kind of show those off real quick. Um, so this is Spot from the upcoming uh, game or movie, The Good Dinosaur. So that's the uh, the new uh, Spot character uh, figurine. So it's pretty cool. We also got um, Darth Maul. So if you're fan or not a fan or whatever, the original or the second trilogy, the prequel trilogy uh, for Star Wars, there's Darth Maul. Um, and then we have a couple uh, Marvel, new Marvel characters uh, from the new um, Avengers movie. So we have the Hulkbuster. and get it in there and without too much reflection. Uh, the Hulkbuster uh, figurine, he's like huge. is just like gigantic. It's probably the biggest figurine. I mean, I, you see most of these behind me. Um, from my Amiibo and my other Disney Infinity or like down below that you probably can't see. But it, it's gigantic. And then uh, also got Ultron as well. So um, Ultron is now going to be uh, playable, which is kind of interesting because he's the bad guy, but you can play him as a hero, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then um, there's a whole bunch of uh, the good dinosaur um, extra discs and stuff as well. It's like it's next set out. So I have like a bunch of... Um, of um, Star Wars ones that already came out and kind of showed those off in, in previous videos, unbo unboxing and stuff like that. But um, now we got the good dinosaur set of discs. So there's just so much of the game. Um, like I said, very, very quick preview, just an update on our uh, coverage and say just be expecting it within the next couple of weeks, I guess, uh, Jeremy and I will be having a live uh, discussion on the game. And so you guys can tune in for that. Very cool. Those figures look so cool. Oh, man. I collected all the Disney Infinity 1 and 2 figures, and they were amazing, but I just had no more room at all for 3.0, so I had to stop, but that's, like, making me want to get back into it. They look really cool. I have to, like, resist. They, they, I'm are. Sure they are. I'm trying to think of, like, which... I'm having a hard time even telling, like, what my favorite ones of the new ones. I really love the Star Wars ones. They're pretty cool. Um, even, like, show you... Uh, Yoda is probably one of my favorites. He's just he's just so cool. Um, like the lightsaber and everything. It's, I don't know. They're, they're just pretty awesome. Um, I love how they have some Tron characters this time around. Um, even Olaf, which is pretty cool um, to have Olaf. Like, how awesome is that? Like, so. Um, Did you ever think there would be a day where we'd have Mickey Mouse and you know Darth Maul and uh, Iron Man, like all, like one game, like how you know how does how does that happen? I don't know. That's so cool. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it's kind of weird when you think about like, especially the tool, the toy box stuff. Just like all these different characters running around and and playing together and you know just making weird combinations and stuff. It's it's quite weird. Um, but it really is. I mean, I think the the big thing, the idea behind um Disney Infinity and what d differentiates it between um, Skylanders is the is the toy box idea because um, it really is it's a huge toy box that you can just play and put together any of these you know games and it's really becoming like a platform in its own. Um, they've really developed it's it's kind of like a console you know of its own that's, that's completely multi-platform. I mean you could play on pretty much any console out there, any modern console, your computer, um, your tablet, your phone. You know, you can take these things uh, wherever you go and, and play them in, in wherever you want. And um, people are developing these 
gigantic games within the game. Um, so it's really fun to just kind of see what people are creating um, in, in this virtual flip box. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm excited to uh, to see that, that video content with you and Jeremy. I look forward to that. So everybody uh, stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com for more on Disney Infinity 3. Should be pretty cool. Uh, so the next topic that we wanted to get into is involving the Nintendo NX. So as we all know, that's kind of been a big topic that's sort of been, been looming in the background for a while. And um, while we don't really have too many details at this time, uh, what we do supposedly know is that um, the development kits for the Nintendo NX have been distributed, according to an article from the Wall Street Journal, and they're, they're pretty reliable usually. Um, so they're saying that uh, the development kits have been distributed, and there was an analyst that um, uh, was saying that they think that the NX might launch in, in, in 2016, um, and uh, they, they talked about how supposedly, you know, these are rumors hearsay, but they're saying that Nintendo might put industry-leading chips in the NX device, um, and there's still kind of talk about, you know, is it going to be a, a console, a handheld, or both? Or, you know, there's all, there's all this talk about that, which we still don't truly know yet either. Um, but uh, a lot of interesting things. So what do you guys think? Do you think, like, NX is really coming next year? Like, uh, does it seem like it's happening now or, or what? I think it could. I think it, it really it really could, and, and maybe it should. Um, I think it's, it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit unfortunate for those of us that were early adopters and, and do enjoy the Wii U because um, you're like, wow, I didn't really get much life out of this system. Um, so that, that kind of like part of me thinks, oh, man, I kind of not that I wasted money, but kind of feel like I almost did because I didn't get as much life out of this system as I, as I would have, you know, as I have in past, past years for other systems. Um, but at the same time, I, I see that it, it, it's a good move for Nintendo to really step it up. And I almost kind of feel like if if they wait much longer than one year, it's almost going to be too little too late. Um, so I, I feel like they kind of need to come out sometime soon with this thing. Um, I thought it was interesting that Wall Street Journal broke this. Like, they're not too well-known for uh, breaking video game news. Um, so that was kind of like, not that I discount it at all, but it just kind of was interesting to me that, that, you know, Nintendo would talk to Wall Street Journal or whoever, you know, people familiar with the matter um, would talk to Wall Street Journal um, before they would, you know, some of these other, you know, bigger video game sites and stuff. Yeah, what do you think, uh, Greg? I was still standing firm and thinking that this is going to be, um, I kind of think it's more the 3DS replacement. I to me, the 3DS has been mostly dead over this last year. I don't feel like I've really gotten too many games, either from the eShop or even terribly many for on uh, even releasing normally. Like I didn't even pick up Triforce Heroes yet. But other than that, I don't really, I didn't really see too much to really play this year in general. So I almost see. I had talked a rumor saying it was going to be a, might be a two-part like launch that there'd be a handheld portion and then they'd launch the hard. Uh, home version later, I kind of see them going with something like that route, then the 3DS gets its update needed a lot sooner, and then if it can work with like the home console version, that would be perfect, because then you can have like gaming on the go, and 
obviously with Sony having the PS4 and the Vita and you can cross by and play the same games, I think Nintendo would probably be going after that kind of market. Yeah. Do you agree or disagree, Barry? Uh, I agree with some points and disagree with others. Uh, for me, you know, I see Mike talk about how the GameCube had a short life. The GameCube didn't necessarily have a short life. Uh, ever since the Super Nintendo, Nintendo has stuck pretty strictly with a five-year cycle. The Super Nintendo launched in 91, the N64 was 96, GameCube was 2001, Wii was 2006, and 2012 for the Wii U. It's been pretty consistent. So 2016 would only put Wii U in a four-year cycle, where 2017 would continue that five-year trend. Now, if you look at their past systems, except the Super Nintendo, the last year for the N64 had, like, four games. The last year for the GameCube had just a few games. The last year for the Wii had just a few games, and they were the Operation Rainfall games that we had a big lead for. So if that follows suit, I can see 2016 outside of Zelda and Star Fox being very, very dry for the Wii U, pushing for 2017. And that wouldn't surprise me because that's what Nintendo has always done. They always say, we're going to take away the droughts, no more droughts, and then they give us droughts. That's uh, so what they do. And the reason they're doing that is because they're spreading themselves too thin. They they have 3DS and they've got the Wii U. And by combining the two, which is all the rumors, everything seems to be, it's the smartest thing in the world because if you combine the 3DS and the Wii U library, there's no shortage of games. There's tons and tons of games. Uh, as for this year, for like the 3DS, like Greg said, you know, it hasn't been the best year. It's been a lot of the safe games, a lot of the quick games put out. Uh, but some very, very fun games at the same time. Um, but I don't see them releasing the handheld portion next year either. And the only reason I say that is the new 3DS just launched this year. Just launched. The whole campaign. The people who are going to feel the most burned are the people who bought a new 3DS this year, who waited on a 3DS, and now, oh, I'm going to get the new 3DS more power. And then a year later, something new, they're going to be burned. So those people I definitely see... I don't see them doing that. I see them going another year. Uh, as for what you said, Steve, about, you know, shorter life cycle on the Wii U, about, you know, kind of screwing us over. Uh, you know, I can't speak for everybody. I can just speak for myself. I had a Wii U at launch. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm still enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, I definitely got my money's worth, and I think there's a great library of games for the Wii U that are exclusive that make the console justifiable to be purchased and played as long as you enjoy those type of games. So I wouldn't feel screwed over with the likes of Xenoblade Chronicles X and Wind Waker HD and Hyrule Warriors and Bayonet 2 and Mario 3D World and Tropical Freeze. You know, these are just great, great games. These are the type of games that people look back on the 64, which had many droughts and many lack, you know, areas of lack of third party and go, oh my God, Conquer and Jet Force Gemini and GoldenEye and Perfect Dark and Mario 64 and Waver. Smash Brothers. Like, these are like the coveted games, and that's what Nintendo does the best. So I really wouldn't say, you know, you're feeling like screwed over, because if you're buying a Nintendo system, you're buying it for Nintendo games, and Nintendo brought plenty already to the Wii U. Uh, what they bring in the future, who knows? But, I, you know, it's all up in the air at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't say, I mean, I wouldn't definitely say I'm screwed over. More like, wow, I gotta shell out some more money again next year. I haven't been able to save it for five years for the next one. Now I got to do it in three years. That's kind of, or three or four years. 
kind of unfortunate, you know, for those of us that don't have, you know, money growing on trees in our backyards. Um, that's that's pretty much the big thing. I mean, I'm not necessarily screwed over because obviously we had great games during that time. Um, but it's just kind of unfortunate that because I would feel compelled to go ahead and buy another one next year. <laughs> I think we all will. But, you know, that's just it. You have to look at it as an investment. And if you purchase the system and you just do not get the play out of it that makes it justifiable, then it was a bad purchase. That's something I can say for, without a shadow of a doubt. There's been never been a Nintendo system where I purchased at launch or later on that I've never got my money for about it. I've always had enough enjoyment out of it. And Nintendo's always priced cheaper, too. Did you have the DSi? What? Did you have the DSi? Yes, I actually got that at launch. Uh, yeah, me I, too. That one I, I kind of regret. Uh, yeah, was, but I don't really regret it. I just didn't really use the eShop much on it, but I just enjoyed having a sleeker, you know, DS to play my DS games on and uh, just use my DS Lite to uh, play my GBA and stuff on. But, you know, it depends on the cost, too. If Nintendo says, hey, you know what? For the first time ever, we're going to really take a loss. It took a little bit of a loss on the Wii U, but if you purchased one game, they were in the green. But, like, really, like, hey, we're going to put out a system that should retail for $500. It's costing us $400 to make it, and we're going to sell it at once for $299. Take that loss to get an install base. Then, you know, it's not going to be that bad. It depends on I think that's game. probably going to be the, the, the price point is probably going to be their, their biggest. I mean, other than third-party support, because that's always a, a standing issue. But I think their price point is going to be quite a bit, you know, of, of the their strategy. Because especially if it's industry industry-leading chips, whatever that means, um, then that's like Wall Street Journal not really knowing what to talk about. Um, <laughs> but uh, so if it if it has these chips, apparently, um, then then that. What I, I and I said this before. I think um, it better surpass the the PS4 and the current Xbox One as well. Like it better have at least good enough to match what they're doing, if not surpass them, because at that point it will be two years newer than those systems, and so it better like at least be on par or match them. So yeah, the cost for those those chips. And those um, those other parts are going to be go- going down, but at the same time, yeah, where is the price point point going to be in comparison? Because their Xbox and then PlayStation going to be able to drop their prices by that point, and are they going to try to say, you know, this is a better one, so we're going to ca- charge a little more, or we're just going to cut them underneath altogether and just take that loss and see what people say? Is it going to be, you know, how are they going to market the whole thing? I think marketing is going to be gigantic for them as well, and I think price point and marketing kind of go hand in hand. Um, with that, especially in the beginning, because you're going to have to convince a lot of people who probably said, you know, my PS4, that's going to be my last system that I'm going to need to buy for a long time because it's it's future-proofing me. I don't really see PlayStation really even making another one. If they do, it's going to be years down the line because PS4 is a great system. Same thing with Xbox One. And um, they're going to think, you know, other than exclusives, why do I need this system from Nintendo that's a couple of years old? And so they're going to have to really price it at a point that convinces people and, and market the crap out of it to, to convince people that they're going to need it. Because, yeah, Mario and Zelda are going to do part of that for them, but not much more than the Wii U. And, and we already say, you know, in comparison, the Wii U sales are, are abysmal in comparison. And so they can't have another system that only sells just as good as the Wii U. 
I agree. In fact, I think the Wii U and the 3DS launches were both particularly safe, uh, and they both failed. Both both system launches failed, but I think they were also safe. They were trying to be as cheap as possible just to try to push it out, you know, and try to reap the rewards. Something that they were able to do with the Wii, and they got really lucky. But, you know, lightning isn't striking twice. And I think what they need to do is pull a page from Microsoft with the original Xbox and say, look, we've got all this money in the bank. It's great to have this money, but let's use it to make more money. Let's put a huge ad campaign like they did with the game. Let's just go out and limp. Let's show the world why we need this. Let's take a loss and get this in Solvay. Show, show third parties, hey, we're here to stay. We're here. Put your games on here. Even if they're ports, get things on there at launch because they really need to do that, and I think that's the biggest problem. They need to not play it so safe, and I hope this new president does this because they need to come out guns blazing. Here's the handheld. Here's the console. You know, here we are. We're making the most noise by our product because they can't just go, here's the NX. Maybe you might like it. Okay. Bye. Because that's not going to work. They're not going to make money. Yeah. What do you think about the, the – I mean, as people have been saying, the you know – Assuming that they're going to combine the the handheld and the, and the home console, um, where the handheld on Nintendo side is, is leading for forever. I mean, they they have the third parties on there. They're doing well in handheld, and, and just to be able to to maybe even merge those two markets together, you think third parties might fight back? They're like, wow, you know, we were on on board when you were just handheld for this device, but now that you're kind of forcing us to do TV, and we've kind of taken a step back. I think that could be – like, part of me thinks that's a brilliant market. You're just like, take those third-party people you already got on your handheld and shove them on the TV and just say, hey, this is our only system now. If you want to develop for it, you got to develop for it. But I almost kind of see people might – you know, maybe EA be, like, kind of stepping back and, you know, do you need them in the end? I don't know. If you've got other people on board. I don't see that because if you look at the third-party on the DS, the third-party was there. They had EA, they had Activision, they had Acclaim, they had Midway back then, when they had THQ. They had so many third parties. And you look at the 3DS. The 3DS isn't starved for third parties. But EA dropped out early. They were there at the launch, and they're gone. Capcom was there at the launch, two Resident Evils, and Street Fighter, and now it's gone. And, and all your third party now, if you look at, the honestly, the 3DS, and you look at the Vita, they're very, very similar. They're Japanese niche games that are really coming out, or their Nintendo problems, but Sony doesn't support the Vita. That's it. That's your third party. Your third party is really small development studios. I mean, you, you've got Lego games, you've got JRPGs, and you've got Nintendo games. There's really no, like Call of Duty came to the DS. Call of Duty never really even hit the 3DS. You know, Madden was on the DS. Madden hit the 3DS at launch, and that was it. All these big third parties are already not supporting the 3DS. There's only the small third parties. So I don't think the small third parties will be, will be scared away. I think they'll be like, oh, now we can hit a different audience than what we're already hitting because the mobile market is shrinking. But the console market is a little bit shrinking, but there's still a bigger install base overall outside of Japan. In Japan, it's a whole different ballgame, which is why there's so many Japanese-centric games. So I don't think it'll scare those third parties away. I think they'll look at it as a new opportunity as long as they still have the same guidelines they're already working and comfortable with. And I think, if anything, it will encourage those other third parties to come back and say, wow, we can make one game that's now portable and home console without extra development costs, without extra resources, without two different teams. Let's go for it. At least it's a start. 
They may not say the whole life cycle, which is common with Nintendo, unfortunately, but at least I think they'll be there at the start. And that's yeah. the main thing is they need to have that install base launch right away. They can't wait around because that was what the Wii U suffered and that's what happened to Rayman Legends and stuff like that. So. <laughs> I don't even start on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they need to make a strong impression when they when they uh, release that next console because, you know, everybody is going to be watching them to see, you know, is it going to be another failure or, or not necessarily, you know, just not catch as much attention like the Wii U and 3DS or is it going to be a big success like the DS and Wii? So I think all eyes will be on, on them on that. Um, but uh, we'll have to see. I mean, I know they've, they've said they're not talking about it this year, uh, the NX, and they're going to kind of talk more about it next year. Um, I'm going to kind of, I think I'm going to echo what, what Barry was saying earlier about a 2017 launch for NX possibly. I just think, you know, they're going to spend next year kind of talking about things and really trying to build up games because if they really want this to be a solid launch, they're going to need to have plenty of content ready for, for when it comes out. And plus Nintendo has a history of, you know, in the last year of the systems really lacking in games and stuff. So, you know, if sure the 3DS possibly is kind of dying down with its games and everything, but knowing Nintendo, I wouldn't be surprised if they drag it out even further and release, you know, even less games for it next year. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to kind of see it get dragged out a bit further. I think uh, 2017 launch would, would be kind of a big one where they could really uh, make a solid impact, hopefully. Um, but uh, we'll have to see. I mean, if development kits are out there, hopefully people are making games and hopefully, you know, it's something good. We shall see. So that is the, the NX. Um, I do want to give some shout-outs to uh, DJ Burgess in the uh, chat as well. And I have no idea how to pronounce the name, but per, per Sienenk, um, don't I probably completely butchered that, but um, thank you for, for, uh, for watching. Um, all right, so that is the NX. Um, but... You know, in the more the near future, somewhat, uh, Nintendo had their investor briefing, and they kind of talked about some of their upcoming plans for things. Some of it will probably launch with NX, but some is maybe before that, perhaps. Um, and so, one of the things that they talked about is they have this whole new account system that they've been working on, right? And so they announced, you know, the the official name of their account system. Ready? Drum roll, please. Nintendo accounts. What? That's so unique and original. Oh my goodness. I never would have guessed that they would have such a cool name. I mean, you go from Wii of all things and now Nintendo accounts. Um, <laughs> Maybe the NX will be called the Nintendo. <laughs> well, there you go. You wanted your account on a Nintendo system. Now you have a Nintendo that has Nintendo accounts. Boom. Literally could not be any more straightforward. <laughs> hey, they could have called it the NESA, the Nintendo Entertainment System Account. For <laughs> <laughs> that see, that would have been one of their, their odd attempts at naming something, you know, just random like that. I, that that I would not be surprised with, with typical Nintendo. Um, but hey, you know, it's it's just a name. Uh, hey, you Nintendo know what, if they did that and you got enough you know, points, you can upgrade to the Super Nintendo Entertainment System account. Ah. 
Now we're just going wild. <laughs> Stop. They're going to they're gonna actually listen to you, and they're going to change it. <laughs> yeah, we all know how much they listen to that. the podcast. So we talk about the direct later, the fact that there's even a direct happening. <laughs> Nintendo, those guys out there, those ninjas watching us from the shadows. Um, so essentially this Nintendo account system, uh, you'll be able to log in with your uh, Nintendo Network ID, but also you can log in with, like, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, although nobody really uses that. Um, aside from us for the right podcast now. right now. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I just realized that after I said it. So thank you for watching. Um, so, yeah, so they have Nintendo accounts, and um, essentially uh, what they're going to do is they have, you know how they club Nintendo, where they have their new points program or their new program called uh, my Nintendo, and this will let you, uh, you'll earn points as you purchase software, similar to Club Nintendo, like you got coins and all that stuff, uh, but you can also earn points, um, like, while you play games, like, for uh, maybe, I don't know, completing certain things in the game, or who knows, uh, and you can, you know, redeem it for digital content, original merchandise, things like that, um, you'll be able to have your game saves in the cloud, um, and your membership service benefits will even be able to be used in theme parks, movie theaters, retail outlets. So they're really taking this whole Nintendo account and my Nintendo thing and expanding it uh, a lot as well. So um, what do you guys think about this? Are you guys excited about this? or They need, they need something like this, I think. I think especially with what they're doing with, with Amiibo, I think it's been uh, actually a, a really smart move um, with them because they've been really playing off of the, the, the Nintendo brand a lot more. And so I think this is really going to get them out there a little more um, with their brand and be able to, to really, um, I guess, make it more of a name for themselves in, in the world. I think, um, you know, you could argue if, if video games themselves are going very well or not for Nintendo right now at the current state, um, especially since our last conversation about, you know, five minutes ago. Um, but, uh, but their brand is still pretty strong. And I think it, it's, it's wise of them to, to make some sort of account like this that, that, you know, really focuses on their brand. And I think, you know, especially what they're doing with the Universal uh, Studios uh, theme park, and um, and other things and and you know even Awada before his death of course was said you know I think at a last and um, the last one or the one before that the in, investor briefing that they really wanted to get their their characters out there more and start using them more and and we've seen we started to see a lot more Nintendo um, like Mario toys and, and stuff like that and in the stores we started to see um, their characters and their licenses being being used more and, and other things um, which is kind of cool like it. it for for a long time Nintendo fan, it's it's cool to see Mario and Luigi and stuff pop up a lot more often, and I think um, this will will kind of capitalize on it. It's it's kind of weird to think, you know, how are you going to be used in a movie theater and things like that? You know, does that mean just partnerships with like AMC or something, or does that actually mean that we have you know Nintendo movies coming down the line, or how's that going to all work out? So, but um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's exciting overall. I think naming structure is kind of weird, but but yeah, I think uh, overall it's, it's exciting. I think um, their partnership with DNA, creating the cloud stuff and everything, was is, is a good idea. So it'd be fun to see what happens, I guess. Yeah, definitely, it's exciting to see. Uh, real quick, I do want to give a couple shout-outs to some people that have joined the YouTube 
uh, stream recently as well. Shout out to Amaria. Shout out to Carolyn and Rebecca as well. Uh, and Matt S., uh, who says he's in the queue. So let's get him on the line. Let's get Matt on the line. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Guys, it's been a long time. How are we? Hey, Matt. It has been a while. Good. How are Doing you? Doing great. Good, good. Sorry, I haven't been able to call in, you know, but uh just been a little busy. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. We we didn't cry too much. Uh, we did miss you, though. We we did talk about you on, on previous casts, wondering where you were. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you one thing. Between love and madness, there lies Nintendo. Am I wrong? <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, tell, I think it was you and Barrett. Great job on uh, the interview you guys did about two months ago with the, I think he was a German video game designer. Who was the CEO for Typo Man. Thank you very much. Fantastic. I've always been fascinated by international, especially European gaming. It was right on, top notch. Thank you so uh, much. I told my wife this weekend, I said tonight, I said, lay off. The guys are doing a podcast. I want in. Leave me alone. (laughs) And she finally agreed. <laughs> the, uh, it was actually funny. Uh, we, we were talking. Uh, my buddy Neil is a big fan of your podcast. It's his uh, two-year anniversary, so I told him I'd mention you guys. Mention him to Happy you guys. Anniversary. So, yeah. Happy anniversary. Yep, the kid got married two years ago. Pops, don't do it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, not, uh, I'm, just, I'm not taking on a serious town, but... Uh, I, I haven't called since uh, the um, the death of Satoru Iwata, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, the Nintendo. You know, he was a great man. He was great for the community. You know. Um, yep. I don't I don't know if you guys saw his golden joystick, the awards, and uh, yeah, just... yeah, it was. Uh, it got a little dusty in here. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Very emotional. The uh, where do you guys see uh, Nintendo going now? In the new regime to go over politics wise. Uh, it's it's interesting. You know, we've we've kind of discussed a little bit on the podcast, and it's hard to know exactly because the new president hasn't really been in the spotlight as much. Although recently he did he did the investor briefing, and I assume the upcoming Nintendo Direct, which we'll kind of talk about in a little bit, I assume he'll kind of you know maybe be a part of that as well. Um, so far, it seems like he's kind of going to continue what Iwata is doing, and he's working closely with uh, Miyamoto and uh, uh, Tezuka, I think. Um, uh, I think he's uh, working closely with them as well. So it seems like he's going to try and continue what Iwata was doing. Um, now, you know, down the road or with the NX and everything coming up and the mobile gaming, all that stuff, I'm sure over time he'll kind of take on his own uh, – way of doing things. Um, but uh, for now, it seems like he's intent on continuing the way that uh, Iwata is running the company so far. As oh, a- absolutely. And, uh, I mean, they probably are going to make some sacrifices. you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, as the saying goes, right? <laughs> so, uh, yep. you know, so I, I see it going well. And, uh, oh, guys, I'll shoot right from the hip. Uh, congratulations. Six-year anniversary a couple months ago, right? On the, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't think that one was going to sneak by me. <laughs> I meant to call in that day, but the white. We we definitely missed you that day. We we definitely ah, missed you that day. I'm gonna yeah. put. I'm gonna have you guys talk to my wife directly and get me out of the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> but 
yeah, I just wanted to call up and say hello, let you guys know you're doing a great job, and keep up the good work. Thanks, Thank so Thanks Matt. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. All right. I'll be Thanks listening. Thanks, as always. Absolutely. Doodle. Bye. Take care. Bye, Matt. Always awesome to hear from uh, from Matt. Appreciate it, Matt. Um, yeah, and and yeah, and and shout out you know to everybody else listening in. We really do appreciate you all, definitely. So post your thoughts in the chat, and we'll you know we'll we'll discuss them as well. Um, uh, Mike is saying you know I wonder if my points are transferable into a Game Boy account. <laughs> He's like I'm all good. I'm I'm getting for a Nintendo 64 account uh, for all the uh, the titles of the the accounts and everything. Um, Sure. But, I mean, uh, yeah, you get any points for like all the retroactive stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, Only if you bought the game twice. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess you know, continuing on on that uh, on that subject, uh, Greg and and Barry, any uh, thoughts on on those? Um, I think it was kind of too early to tell. I I mean, I saw everyone like their initial previews and stuff like that, obviously you're going to have discounts and stuff, but I think that's actually a pretty big portion of the, or well, not a big portion, but a part of the direct on Thursday. I think they'll finally, finally introduce the thing and let people start signing up for it, but in terms of its capabilities, I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's about time that they did something unified because this whole locked to a system uh, thing was BS. Uh, especially like when my Wii finally died, my launch Wii, Nintendo held all my eShop games that I purchased at Ransom, and I told them that on the phone. And it cost me $40 just to fix my Wii just so I could transfer the stuff to the Wii U. And that's not right. I shouldn't have to pay for things twice. Uh, you know, Sony has it done right, and, and Nintendo really needs to take a page, especially if we're getting a handheld and a console. Hey, you want to buy Mario 3 again for the umpteenth time? We'll buy it for the console for $3.99. Oh, but you want to take it on the go, but you're going to pay another $3.99. That's not going to fly. People are not going to purchase it, and they're going to lose money, and they're going to alienate people. I think a unified account is the smartest thing to do, and especially if, if, say, there's a Mario ride, and if you have certain Mario games downloaded, or at least you, know, you purchased them and you registered them, hey, we have a fast pass line for people who bought the Mario games or something. You know, something like that. I think that would be kind of cool, like some kind of incorporation. I don't know how it would work in practice, but just something like that I think would be cool to, to take your purchases even further if they're going to unify it with the theme park. Yeah, I think that would be that would be neat. And I think, you know, I mean, when you wonder what they're going to do with theme parks, there's got to be some sorts of benefits or certain things. Or maybe, like, once you get a certain number of points, like kind of like Club Nintendo, you had your gold status or whatever, you know, like, so maybe... That means you get like discounts at certain like GameStop stores or something, or like a special pre-order bonus, or I don't know. You know, like there's they could really kind of take it to the next level, and that that encourages people to participate more too with the accounts and and be able to you know want to play the games more, earn more points, things like that. So mm-hmm. do we do we know if the uh, if this new account system will be uh, definitely compatible? with the 3DS and, and Wii U? Is that, other than just the Nintendo ID, is it, is it actually going to play into our account system for, like, the eShop and stuff like that? Or is it going to be, like, just for future stuff? I'm not sure. Uh, I feel like, I, I don't think we really know for sure, but I feel like when they first talked about a new account system and stuff, 
they talked about it almost as if it was its own platform, especially at least Nintendo Network IDs that kind of were. So it seemed like, you know, they were talking about how it would carry across to the next NX, you know, platform, whatever, but it made it seem like it would be kind of like a separate platform. So theoretically, it could, you know, work with 3DS and Wii U with like a system update or something, but I bet, you know, if it does, it's probably going to be very limited in, in what it does with those systems. Uh, but then, like, all the extra fun stuff would be with the NX and all that or something. But who knows, you know? Um, yeah, because I'm wondering if it's even is it even possible for us to, like, all of a sudden with a system update and this launches out, can, you know, all of our eShop purchases now be tied to an account instead of tied to the system? You know, is that is that even, you know, theoretically possible? Or is that, you know, going to have to wait till in the next system because the infrastructure is just going to be, you know, not able to make that happen? You know? Is it a pipe dream to even think that could happen for our current systems? I don't. I think technically wise, I don't see a reason why it's not possible. Because like your account, when you log in, I mean, yeah, it's tied to the system technically, but you see your downloads there. Nintendo tracks it all. Um, now, policy wise, with Nintendo, with the way they do things, that's that's a tough one there. But uh, but technically wise, I don't I don't think it would be a challenge. But you know, I'm not not sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be a pretty big challenge. I mean, when I had that theft and lost my Wii U console, one of their initial strategies was to try and move my Nintendo Network ID onto the new console, but then it seemed like that was almost beyond them. So they ended up just dumping vast amount of funds into my account and saying, okay, go wild, buy, practically buy everything again. So I guess it was, if it's so hard to even just move the like a Nintendo Network thing over, then it might be really hard to move games over off of when they're already hardwired to the console. Yeah, true. I mean, obviously, it still could be, I mean, it could be completely possible. They could change the way it's linked to the account instead of linked to the console, but I'm guessing there'd have to be some sort of legwork involved to get that to work. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, who knows? They have been doing an awful lot of uh, maintenance and stuff on the systems lately. So maybe they're working on, you know, various things that I, in the infrastructure. Who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah. I, I guess what they probably – I would think they're, they're working pretty hard on it because the smartphone games, you know, were going to launch at the end of this year. And I think they mentioned something about how the account system would be tied with it and stuff. Now, obviously, you know, we'll talk about it in a second. It got pushed back smartphone game launch, but I would think that would mean they were developing the account system uh, uh, in, in tandem, so I would think they're working hard on that, so we'll see. I guess another point, too, is how would it really work this, if you bought, like, Super Mario 3 on Wii U and on 3DS, how would that really work on a single account? I mean, I'm thinking that either the 3DS wouldn't be compatible with it, or it would something like that where one of the two consoles couldn't support it because there'd be overlap on some of the duplicate games, especially the NES games. Yeah, I think at this point, like, I would just be happy, you know, for it to just be tied to an account so that if something happened to my system or I got a new system, I can just, like like I do with my iPhone. I get a new iPhone, I sign into my account, and I can download everything that I've ever downloaded from my app store um, onto my new device. And I'd be okay with that for now. Um, instead of, you know, cross-buy, because I just don't, I mean, 
they're having a pro, you know, hard time bringing Wii stuff over to Wii U. I don't think their 3DS stuff's automatically going to work with the Wii U and, and vice versa. So, um, but I mean, so I, I don't have my, my personal hopes up for anything like that, but it'd be nice if all of a sudden they, they started attaching us to, to a cloud, you know, um, account for all my purchases instead of just the device. Well, that's what I thought they said that much, at least about the Nintendo account, is it's going to be kind of cloud-based. Um, I don't know the ability about re-downloading games, because what's to say I can't go over to Steve's house, log in with my account, and download all the games on his console. So, I mean, we already know Nintendo doesn't like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I guess it's going to be a matter of if they decide to do what other companies are doing, because other companies are doing it just fine, and, and so they have ways of, of handling it, so it's just a matter of if they're going to really um, adopt their architecture. And, and they're working with DNA on, on this stuff, too, and, and they have experience with, with this kind with these kinds of things, too. So I think I think that partnership will definitely benefit um, the way this turns out, because, you know, Nintendo struggles in that area, so to be working with somebody on, on these things will, I think, be, uh, be something good. Um, but uh, what remains to be seen, how good it will be or not, is their partnership when it comes to smartphone games. Which, who knows? Who knows? So uh, we all know. We all know. If you've listened to the podcast before, we all everybody knows our thoughts on on mobile games and everything. That's that's pretty clear. Um, but you know, Nintendo's trying it. We'll try it out. We'll see how it is. Uh, so they've announced their first smartphone game, and you know, yeah. Nintendo's talking about. Uh, <laughs> Right, right, exactly. Game, exactly, right. Um, you know, and they talked about how they're going to bring, like, one of their IPs and everything to it and everything, and apparently the IP that they're bringing is their Miis, which, you know, it's uh, technically, I guess, an IP. But uh, So it's called Miitomo, uh, and essentially the way that the app or game or whatever is, uh, is you can obviously create your Mi, and you... The me will ask you a variety of questions, and then it will then, whatever you answer, it'll share that with your friends' me's and everything. And apparently the idea is sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're meeting with people in, in real life, sometimes it's hard to talk to people. Um, so now you can talk to them through your smartphone because, you know, we want to encourage social interaction. So we're going to talk to people through your smartphone through me's. Um, you can tell how difficult it is for me to say that with a, with a serious face. Um, can I just say, finally, I, I've been waiting for something like this forever. No, I, oh God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is coming out in March, um, and it will launch alongside the whole My Nintendo account system, all that stuff. Um, we really don't know the extent of what this whole game is going to be. Um, all it is is, it will help you communicate with other people that normally you wouldn't really communicate with. That's essentially the point of it. Um, I gotta say, I mean, I think, I think you can pretty much tell just from the looks on all of our faces that uh, I'm struggling to see how this is going to catch on and how this is supposed to really advertise people to get Nintendo systems. Who knows? Maybe Nintendo will blow us away. I'm struggling right now with the concept of this game. I am face palming really hard thinking about this game. Uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not going to say it. Like, it, it might be something 
like I've said before on, on past podcasts, like I am definitely not an expert at, in Japanese culture. So um, this might be something that goes over incredibly well with them. Um, but from an American market, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with America. Um, and uh, I've lived here all my life. And uh, I don't see anyone that I know that would be excited about something like this. I just don't. Um, we have so many other social networks. And people are sharing things with people too much that they don't know. Um, I mean, that's what Twitter is all about. I mean, people just popping things out there all the time. They're like, really, you should just keep your mouth shut. Um, but, so we, we have a problem with Americans talking too much, I think. Um, and maybe you're thinking the same thing about me right now. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I don't see this, this going over very well in America at all. I mean, I, I guess if it's free and if they make some sort of incentive um, to get us to download it and play around with it, maybe. But the the idea itself will probably not be much incentive. Um, I think it. However, I think the the only smart thing out of this entire thing, not other than the smartphone, um, is that they brought me's over. I think that was a smart idea. I think that the making one of the first IP with me, I think, is is a wise thing because that kind of has appealed to a lot of you know, bigger audience than we um, and everything. But other than that, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I would pretty much agree with a lot of it, but all of this has just made me just realize it's almost just like they're bringing the sweet test plaza onto the smartphone. It's like, hi, my name is Michael. I like cats. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's going to be doing... It's gonna be like, How would you rate me? Fantastic. <laughs> oh man! Hey, but at least now you can earn points or something on your My Nintendo account for talking to people, or who knows? I, you know. <laughs> I mean, I agree with Steve with the one thing that he said about it being smart that they're bringing these over. I completely agree, but again, they're trying to trap that lightning in a bottle that works with the weed. They're trying to capitalize on that. So their thought is to take Tamanachi Life and merge it with Facebook 10 years, 15 years too late because we already have that. I don't, like Steve said, I don't see anybody saying, oh, my God, I totally got to log into this and see what my friends are doing because there's no other social media app like this. This is totally unique. Um, oh, it shows what Nintendo games they've been playing, like like the, the, the Mews do when they come to your street plaza. Ooh, ooh, he played settings. Yeah, that's riveting. I mean, you know, there's a reason that their stock dropped like 20% after this was announced. And, and, you know, the truth is that it it dropped because it wasn't coming out this year. It was delayed to 2016 and it dropped. Not what it was. The investors don't give a crap about that. But I don't see why you would lead off with this charge. I could see this maybe being the second game or third game or even launching alongside of something. But this is like launching a new console and your biggest feature is it has an internet browser because that's not going to sell your console. True. Yeah, why right. is it? I really did. I mean, I would have been, I would have been more pleased if they finally led with the eShop app that they've been talking about for a long time and, and, and it's integrated Miiverse and everything in the app. Like, I'd be totally fine with that. I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty cool. You finally have a dedicated app for this instead of just going to the browser and, you know, I can purchase stuff on my smartphone. I can see my friends online. 
I'd be pleased with that. Just make it a basic thing. Don't try to reinvent something and make it, you know, re- make some brand new social media thing that's probably going to compete with your very own universe. And then it's just, it just clouds the waters and it's just annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what happens to Meverse after all this with the new accounts and all that? Is Meverse coming to the new system? Is that just over? Like, you know, like what's, I don't even know. I, I I think that's a good point, Steve, that you made earlier about this. Definitely, I'm sure the Japanese market will love this. I mean, it's perfect, but the rest of the world is just shaking our heads like, no, this is just, we don't need this. We, we, we <laughs> you, don't, nobody asked for this. <laughs> you want to know, here's what I want to see happen. Uh, with this, you know how emojis are really big now. They're making little pillows you can buy at the mall. And Nintendo has their stamps that they use in hiding all their games. I want to see stamped emojis with Nintendo characters for expressions like heartbreak, show like Peach dumping Mario, and feeling depressed if you see Luigi cutting himself. And like, like, I want to see where they go with this. Like, because emojis <laughs> really carry. I want to see what Nintendo. We just took a turn. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Poor Luigi. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's got really dark for a second. <laughs> well, he does an emoji for poop. What are we going to use the Nintendo equivalent of? Egg. <laughs> a Yoshi egg. There you go. Yeah, Yoshi yeah. egg. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I mean, you know, I'm... I think Nintendo has, as as much as I hate to admit it, I think they have the right idea as far as, like, creating some sort of things for mobile, some sort of content to be able to advertise and get people to other systems. I mean, I think, you know, people like mobile and, and having a way to advertise in there, I just don't know if this is the right way to go about it, um, with at least with their first, you know, mobile application. You know, I guess we'll find out in March. And they're supposed to – they said that the reason they delayed it is they wanted to have enough time to be able to advertise. So they so they said they need two months to advertise. So starting January, they should start advertising this. So I guess we'll start finding out more about it in January. Um, but You'll, they'll advertise it on Facebook, a much better social app. <laughs> right. They'll advertise on social media so that they should leave to, to tell people to leave those social media that are already on to join another social media platform. <laughs> oh man, it's just too much. It's too much. Um, so, well, see, you know what they're going to do is probably just make a private section of like E3 available on there too, because like they were using all these new apps this time around. And I was like, I didn't even know these things existed, like Tinder and stuff like that. I never used it. And they were like exclusive content only on Tinder and another exclusive content on Instagram. And... <laughs> Nintendo put <laughs> um, on Tinder. They're like swiping left and right on Nintendo news. <laughs> Could you imagine me integration or something into like a, a me version of Tinder? Like everybody has their own me's. You have to swipe left or right if you oh like, my God. if you want you if you want to share the games that you're life. playing. If you want to share the games that you play, if you want to become friends with somebody, you swipe right on on uh, the me Tinder or something. Up to a point where we swipe left. Me's hooking up. Um, this is this we have taken a bad turn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is uh yeah. So that is Mitomo. That is coming in March. Uh, we'll find out more about it in January. Um, that's that. Uh, so they're saying, by the way, that there's going to have approximately five titles released by the end of March 2017. 
so in a year, they're going to have five different mobile games or rather applications, whatever you want to call them, five pieces of mobile content. That's um, a long drought. All that drought in the, in the app store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, hopefully that means that whatever they make is going to be something big enough to keep people's attention. I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but, uh, me Tomo's first one up. So we'll see, we'll see how all that is. Um, so that is leading that they have Pokemon shuffle up instead of that. Like forget about this. We have Pokemon shuffle already on there and, you know, Pokemon Go's coming too. Let's just focus on those. Forget me Tomo or whatever. That's true. The Pokemon company has done lots of mobile stuff. In fact, they should work more closely with the Pokemon company on mobile content yes. so they can teach them. Because, I mean, the Pokemon Go trailer, I mean, we don't even know what the game is even going to be about, really. The trailer, though, got everybody hyped up. And so, I mean, that's the type of thing. Like, you got to lead with something like that, not Miitomo. Like, come on, Nintendo. Work with the Pokemon right. company. Right. Yeah, because Pokemon Go is something people have been asking for for a long time. Like, this other thing is not. It's like the opposite. Yeah. Mhm. Definitely. Definitely. Well, so that is the investor briefing, and you know we'll find more about all that stuff uh, in in the near future. So we'll we'll wait for that. Um, now, before we get into uh, the Nintendo Direct and all that stuff, because I know that's a big topic for me, our last topic, real quick, since uh, Black Friday is in a couple weeks and stuff, you know the holiday season's coming up, lots of games and everything are coming up. Uh, I did want to briefly talk about if there's any games you guys are really trying to buy or look for any certain things you want deals on? Like, what are you looking forward to on Black Friday or the holidays? Um, like, I know for me personally, um, there's not anything specific on Black Friday aside from just collecting the rest of the new Amiibo and all that stuff. Um, I still need to buy Yoshi's Woolly World. Uh, and I have Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival coming Friday. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping they release a blue new 3DS XL because I've been waiting for that for so long, and I'm really hoping they release it. I don't know if they will, but um, that's what I'm hoping for. Is there anything you guys are looking for? Mm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> really, no, I mean, there's, there's, we've talked. I think we talked about this last time. Um, and did all of this delays and everything. Um, I can't really think of, of much that I'm really excited for um, this holiday season. That, um, I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's not too much that's really coming out that I'm just like, wow, you know, that that's definitely something I'll be I'll be targeting, you know, to try to get, you know, for you know around um, Black Friday or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I have some things kind of like, you know, for my family, um, from my Christmas list and stuff like that. If they're thinking about getting games or Amiibo and things like that for me, but some, nothing that like that I'm really like, oh, I'm so excited, I have to get that. Um, it's kind of maybe one of those holidays, I think. Kind of just be like, eh, I've got what I want already. Yeah, I pretty much share you? those. Uh, I pretty much share those same sentiments. I nothing I'm exclusively looking for, but I mean, I didn't get Triforce Heroes yet, so if I see some random deal or actually get it for less than retail, I might pick it up. But I'm not exclusively like seeking it out. I mean, I still have it reserved at GameStop. I just didn't grab it yet. Yeah, Black Friday was one of those that I used to go crazy for, and now it's one of those, you know, if anything, I might do some Amazon Lightning deals or something if something pops up. 
you know, uh, I'll be traveling down to, to Tennessee at that period, so I might check out, like, the GameStop there. They've got to buy to get one free on a used game uh, just to see what's there. But it's nothing like, oh, my God, I'm gunning for this particular game. But, oh, you know what, this is a game I never picked up. Uh, $5.99, so I'll grab it as part of the deal. Uh, but nothing in particular. Everything else that I'm excited for, I'm not waiting for Black Friday. I already picked up. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think like last year, I wasn't particularly looking for it, but Best Buy had like Zombie U for like twelve dollars or something, or I don't know. So I was like, all right, I'll I'll order it online. Um, things like that. Yeah, the only real thing is like I said, the blue new 3ds XL. But game wise, just I'll pick them up whenever. Yeah. Um, I might be looking for a new TV. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I'll play my game. I play my games on that. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, we don't have to replay, but the last TV for my living room that we got was on a Black Friday deal, and and I've been just kind of glancing around because we just replaced our bedroom TV, and it's like, you know, prices of TVs are really come down a lot. Maybe it's time to replace the living room one sometime. So if I come across a really good deal on Black Friday, I, I might replace our TV. But I guess that's that's some answer for you. Six, six <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you have the biggest plan of all of us. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm going to look. <laughs> that's that's a step above everybody else's Black Friday plan. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, so that's that's that. So as far as you know, what's coming up in the holidays and and soon after, Nintendo has announced. A Nintendo Direct is coming up on Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, and it's it's tradition, guys. I mean, if you if you haven't followed the podcast for a while, it's tradition. We have a podcast, and there's a Nintendo Direct like that week afterwards. Like it just it happens. That's just it is what it is. So that's like tradition now. Um, <laughs> so you know we'll have to see what they talk about. I think they they said they're going to go games through the spring. I think is what they uh, have said. Um, so one thing that they're probably going to talk about, which they kind of self-released in the U.S., it was out in Japan, um, but it's, is it Badge Center is, or Badge something? Uh, uh Badge Arcade. Okay, Badge Arcade. Badge so, uh, yeah. I forget what it was called in Japan. It's like collectible, ba- something. I don't even know what it was in Japan, but essentially it's like a little app where you can kind of, uh, play like these little, this mini game thing, kind of like when you go and, and put in a quarter or something and you try and get the little crane claw games. and like, yeah, the crane games, right, exactly. And and so it's like that, except what you're picking up are virtual icons for your 3DS home menu. So as an example, uh, since it's the app's been out in Japan for a while, um, if you're watching the Google Hangout, like on my 3DS home menu, uh, you'll see there's like a toad right there and that's like the settings icon right there. So I replaced the normal settings icon with that one there's like a camera one right there. The actual, um, uh, hold on, let me flip it to uh, the one like in the middle right there. That's actually my Street Pass Me Plaza icon, but it's a whole bunch of Nintendo characters instead as the icon. So like you can kind of get various different icons, not just for Mario, but they have like, I think they have Legend of Zelda ones. They have like Animal Crossing icon. They have like a whole bunch of different types of icons. Uh, and they were constantly every few weeks adding stuff in Japan. So I don't know how many uh, are in the U.S. one, but I just downloaded it. It's free to download and free to start playing. Um, but I think you can purchase more um, plays with the, the crane or whatever if you would like. Um, but otherwise, it's 
you get a, one free per day or however it, it is, but it's Badge Arcade. If you go to the eShop now on the 3DS, uh, it's not featured on the home menu or anything. You have to just type in, like, Badge, and it'll come up. Um, but I'm guessing that's probably one thing they're going to talk about in the Direct. Um, what else do you guys uh, think we'll see? I think uh, we'll see new games, at least. that That's what they've been talking about. Like they said they've got some more holiday releases that they've not even said anything about. I don't know what those are going to look like. I don't know if it's just going to be some more eShop titles that we, we've not heard about or if there's, they've actually got something bigger up their sleeve. That kind of would surprise me if they have some huge um, games that we've not heard about yet, but, but maybe they do. Um, but my guess is they probably got some some cool eShop games that that they're gonna you know pull out and, and surprise us with um, that that we didn't know was coming this year. Um, but other than that, I think maybe maybe we'll talk Smash Brothers. Maybe we'll talk um, you know some more DLC um, type of stuff for Splatoon or something like that. Um, you know because I think you know they're trying to push those titles out a, a, long, a little longer. Um, and, you know, people are wondering, you know, what's happening with the Smash Ballot and everything now that it's closed, you know, are they going to actually going to announce something and, or something like that. So I think I think the biggest thing, you know, we're going to we're going to get some probably some, some they're going to I would hope and I think I'm I'm safe in this that they will appease us by because we haven't had an Nintendo Direct in a while. So we'll get some some sort of new brand new thing that we weren't expecting because they've they've told us that's going to happen. Um, at some point, and then um, some talk about DLC um, for maybe Smash, maybe Splatoon, maybe even Mario Kart, who knows? What do you think, Greg? Yeah, I'm thinking that the an update on the Smash ballad and characters is pretty much a kind of a shoe and kind of topic, but I'm assuming we're probably also going to hear some on like the Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Obviously, you've heard Europe is getting it in December or Japan or whatever, and so obviously that one's got to be a lot closer than we think. So it's either going to be an early next year title, or maybe we might even squeeze it in this year as well too. Um, I'm just trying to look at the our games that are coming up and seeing if there's anything else that stands out. But I think that was the main title. I think that at least we knew was coming soon. I mean, obviously we'll probably have an update on like Star Fox, and um, we'll probably also see. Let's see, there was another game delayed too, wasn't there? I don't know, but it, I'm thinking we'll probably get a lot of the stuff we've heard at E3 that hasn't really come out yet, and maybe like Fire Emblem Fates and other games like that. It'd be pretty safe. And obviously Mario uh, kind of... <laughs> yeah, what do you think, Barry? Um, they don't have much this holiday, so I think everything they do have will be there in some capacity, um, meaning Mario Tennis, Xenoblade Chronicles X, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, probably something for Yokai Watch, which just came out, um, possibly some, uh, there was rumors about, uh, Twilight, uh, uh, uh Heroes, uh, being, uh, some DLC for it, that might be announced, uh, the rumors of Twilight Princess HD might come to fruition, uh, definitely, if they don't do the Smash Ballad, I think that would be a mistake. At least one character. Uh, and I think with a character trailer, possibly would be really cool. If not, maybe just even something like the Mewtwo, how they announced that. 
Uh, I would love to see new games outside of what's already been speculated. I would love to see them surprise us. But, I mean, Star Fox Zero could be there, maybe something for Zelda, but I'm, I'm not holding my breath, especially with the video game awards coming out in, you know, a couple of weeks. And that's where they showed off the last time they actually showed off Zelda a year ago. So I think they'll do something there. So if we get new games, I'd be surprised. Otherwise, I think it's going to be all this build up and it's just going to be new character for Mario Tennis right before it launches. Oh, have you played Yokai Watch? Here are five reasons why you should totally buy it right now. Uh, and I hope I'm wrong, but that's kind of what I feel because I kind of feel like this is just thrown together and everything was disrupted with a lot of death. And it could be to a lot, of course. If that's not there, then, then Nintendo will probably burn or something. Yeah, and I think also, uh, even though Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival comes out Friday, they have a habit of no. still talking about games that are, like, yeah. even right about to come out. So I think that'll be another big thing. Because no, we actually really haven't heard too much about it. I know other countries, like Japan and stuff, have done, like, a little bit more about it. But the U.S. really hasn't gotten as much, too. So I think they're really going to talk more about that. Um, so we'll see. Uh, and yeah, I think like Barry's saying, I think Twilight Princess HD. It's been rumored, and I I think it's gonna come. Um, I I think I think that'll be an announcement they have to kind of tide us over until Zelda Wii U. Now, when it releases, I don't know. Um, but I, I you know I think you know in a couple months, maybe early next year or something. I, I don't think it's something that will be too far down the line. I think it's um, they'll release it right at the change between Wii U to NX. The match the the last one. Exactly, because Zelda Wii U is going to be ported to NX instead, right? So exactly, yeah. <laughs> that happens, man. Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. At this point, uh, like if I'm I'm actually kind of thinking like while it would be great to have Zelda on Wii U if if we do get the NX next year. Like I'm, I would just say, yeah, put it off. Then, like at that point, I'm just like, save it for a few more months, make it look even better, and put it on your next system. Make it a launch title then, because like if it's no wait till 2017, it's a different story. But if it's 2016, at this point, I'm just like, you know what? It's gonna look gorgeous, probably on you know the NX, which is probably gonna be you know 4K compatible and, and everything. Like it'd be fantastic. So I don't know. Here's an idea they could do for the NX at launch. You're talking about holding games back. Uh, and I've seen, I'm against digital, but I think this would be the only way it would work, is for those Wii U owners who already have games, take the Club Nintendo code. If you put it into this new account system showing that you bought it and you're an early adopter, say within the first six months of the NX, you can then use that code to download that game onto the NX. That's what they did with uh, the PS4 and Xbox One, didn't they? Like some of the, like, was it Call of Duty or some other games and stuff? If you bought it for the last system and they, because it left years later, then you got, they're doing a discount or something. Yeah, Gears of War just did it. Um, Stuff like that. Um, I mean, again, I would prefer to see physical and I would love to see them surprise us and actually has a, you know, a disc drive. Even if it's just used for Wii and Wii U games for backwards compatibility, maybe even throw the GameCube in there, you know, that would be amazing. But I think it would be something to ease the pain. Like, oh, yeah, trade in your Wii U, and if you bought these games, you know, you could at least re-download them onto the new system. And it's got to be more than 32 gigabytes because that's just 
ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> They're going the Apple route of it. Their phones only have 16 gigabytes. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. My phone man. has more memory. <laughs> That's true, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think the Nintendo Direct, like we all said, I think we're going to see some games we know about, maybe a couple little surprises and stuff, but I think this is going to be going to be the way to just kind of tide us over until the next year. Um, the first Direct after Iwata's passing, just to kind of get back into the groove of things. Um, if they kind of keep to their pattern of Directs every other month, if they're going to go back to that, then January would be our next Direct, which in the past we've had January Directs that have been pretty big, and if they talk like mobile and stuff, if that's when they talk Mitomo and whatever else, you know, maybe they'll have other big announcements then. So, you know, if they go back to that pattern, I think this direct will kind of be one to sort of just tide us over a bit. Um, but it uh, should still be interesting, though, because it's been a while, and uh, it'll be good to to get back to that. So um, looking forward to it. Um, any other uh, last thoughts on the direct? Okay. So it is Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, so uh, get ready for that. And um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And, and we'll be uh, uh, we'll be live tweeting along and everything like normal. So make sure you follow us on social media, especially Twitter, and we'll be uh, posting yeah. out there, posting our thoughts as we go. At Nintendo Fuse on Twitter. So definitely check that out. Um, and then with that being said, thank you all everybody for for listening once again. Um, we we really do appreciate it. Thank you all so much and. Hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. We'll probably be back in the next couple of weeks to probably during the holidays to talk about, you know, the, the, the holiday games that, that we're playing and whatever happens from the Nintendo Direct and everything else. So uh, game we'll of the see year you guys too. soon. Don't forget our game of the year. That's like- yes, exactly. That's that's always fun too, our game of the year uh episode. Uh just talking to somebody about that today actually. Um but uh yeah, so that'll be that'll be that'll be a lot of fun to do. So get ready. Uh, we'll, we'll have lots of stuff coming at the end of the year for the podcast, which will be really fun. It's been six years, and we're we're not stopping anytime soon. We're we're ready, so we're ready to continue. So thank you all so much, and we'll see you guys next time. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. Thanksgiving. Yeah.